You come at the king, you best not miss. You're now locked in the zone, zone 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. We got the regular crew today. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. His name is Grant. Say what's up to the people. What's up? Shut the fuck up, Jake. I got a show to get into. So, let's get into it. AFC Championship happened. Actually, Championship Weekend has come and gone. And the two representatives for the Super Bowl are the Fake Birds, a.k.a. the Eagles, and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals fucking lost. Thank God. As I get ready to fly into Cincinnati in about a week and a half. Yeah, the Bengals lost 20, what was it, 23 to 20? If I remember right, yep. Butker kicked the game. He went a field goal 45 yards out. The, the controversy is... Should they have thrown the flag on Joe Spoh's side or fucking send the Chiefs to the Super Bowl? And quite frankly, I didn't send him to the Super Bowl. Him kicking the field goal and making it one of the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, Butker, they tried calling him the next Justin Tucker, and then he would miss extra points, so he wasn't. And they tried saying the same thing about Evan McPherson, and he isn't. So you still got to make your kicks. You still got to do your thing, and kudos to Mahomes and... Visionless Dave and the Kansas City Chiefs fandom as they go to their second Super, their third Super Bowl actually in the past four years and won their second AFC Championship out of the five they've gone to. No, the third AFC Championship that they've gone to five years. Anyway, I'm gonna shut the fuck up, Drew. Hey, how about the Bengals? Do we want to give a round of applause to the uh, real MVP of the night, Osai, or um, you know, just kind of. Uh... Just a heroic play by him, you know, pushing Mahomes down after he was 15 yards out of bounds. Uh, there's He's a doing lot of God's complaining. Work. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of complaining about the refs that game. They were not great, but uh, I don't know that that whole fifth down nonsense was. Uh, it was horrible to watch on television. I'm sure that it uh, made sense. Tony Romo is fucking awful announcer. I'd like to say that I was out in front of that take, you know, when he started being an announcer, and I think it was 2018. That was fucking atrocious. Like he, he was just awful all over the place uh i thought the chiefs were gonna blow it um you know just kind of no show in the second half but did just enough to win so i am thrilled that the Bengals lost um i'm even more happy watching their fan base meltdown online after that um including uh we we learned this week that um their you know fake fake teammate uh zim hude i think is his at um who's actually so he's a rancher uh, I don't know, and, and an aspiring rapper. I'm not sure if you guys knew. He lives in a 10,000-square-foot uh, house on, like, 700 acres, according to him. Um, put out a couple of rap songs a couple of years ago that were fucking atrocious, and he has just spent the last week crying about them losing after spending the week before acting like he was part of the team. Um, so just watching that whole fan base meltdown on Twitter has been phenomenal. Uh, fucking incest, inbred fucks. You know, eat chili spaghetti, as Jake said, so... Um, and I don't really have many thoughts on the NFC. Like, that was kind of a boring game. Um, I didn't really care who won to begin with anyway. Uh, now that Brock Purdy's got a torn Tommy John surgery, or needs to get Tommy John surgery, though, the uh, Trey Lance era is going to start there. Uh, people seem to be hating him, so I want him to be kind of good. Yeah. No, I mean, the uh, re- you know, the, re- the, co- the refereeing was terrible uh, as a whole. Um, you know, the penalty, as soon as it happened, as soon as he pushed him in the back, I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Like, it, people could try to argue that all they want, but he was well out of bounds, pushed him in the back. It's a blatant call. So, I mean, I mean, just what are you doing? Why are you, why are you pushing him in the back at all? I mean, you could say emotions, this and that, but use your fucking brain. Like, <laughs> you're in the... He was clearly game. out of bounds. Oh, like, he was, it, it was not even, not even close. Like He, was, know, he, almost, he was almost on the other side of... Yeah, he was. He and that's why. Yeah, he was like he was like on the on the edge of the white paint. Um, but no, I mean you can't chalk it up to that. There was some questionable, you know, calls like the reach. Like he didn't get the first down on the reach. Like the, there's there was shit in there. But at the same time, it's like the Bengals had chances. They had opportunities. They had what two and a half minutes on the final drive with two timeouts yep. and didn't do anything with it. Well, like, the refs also um, made a call against the the chiefs on a drive on a bullshit taunting that taunting call. That- yeah. Yeah. That was so, a weird. So did they call the wrong guy for that? And they, the clip and going and going around is the wrong person. No, is that actually who they meant? That's to call who them? they called it on. I didn't yeah, see that- any, like I didn't see anything. Like, I, I don't know what. So Mahomes, Mahomes completed the pass and um, I, what was it? Creed Humphrey. I don't know. It was one of the, one of the offensive linemen was, you know, basically yeah, like turned around and, and like, 
was like, fuck yeah, we completed the pass to whoever the pass. Oh no, no, I mean from. like, no, I mean like, I didn't see anything that warranted like a penalty no, at yeah. all. Like no, like, oh, yeah, no. but no, and, and then also Wiley. that fucking That's bogus ass, that bogus ass hold on the Pacheco touchdown in the first half, like, like right. you know, Chiefs got fucked on some shit too. So it's like you can say one way or the other, but I, I like Drew said, man, <laughs> this has been a historic meltdown for a fan base. I mean, I've I've never seen so much complaint. They got like a petition out right now to replay the fucking game, <laughs> and they didn't even spell the Chiefs' name right. C H E. I mean, that's like that's, the that's right on brand. That's right on brand for them. That's exactly on brand. That's Kentucky. It's Kentucky for you. Dumb, yeah, dumb as fuck. what was that? Was it a Snickers commercial back in the day when they when uh, they're painting the end zone and they painted as the chefs? Yeah, yep. Or I know it Campbell's. It was one of those. Campbell's. Two, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. But then the you know the Niners Eagles game. You know to touch on that a little bit. Um, I, Eagles got another gimme. I mean, you know, you're down to they were talking about having to put Christian McCaffrey in a quarterback and he was out there warming up going over, you know, his play package and all that. I mean, it might have been an all right wildcat, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, Eagles just are catching every possible fucking break they can get along the way. Yeah, but, but, see, okay. So I, I, saw, I saw someone someone was like the uh, the Eagles played like the San Francisco hospital squad and and the the Giants or whatever. But um, but that's why you get the one seed that's why you get a buy that's why you get to play the the lowest seed like that's part of the benefit of of being the best team in your conference so like i don't know let's also take into consideration that they you know basically ran away with the nfc right I mean, yeah and like that's they, not an they, easy thing to do they beat the shit out of ever you know they went what do they go 14 and 3 and and two of those games that they lost they didn't have jalen hurts yeah, but when the yeah. Niners had an opportunity to come back, and they, I mean the game was well within their grasp, if not, you know, potentially, I thought they could have won. But you got your guy under center, and he can't throw the ball, and you're running four downs in a row, like he can't physically throw the ball. So it's like you know that's a break for a team. You know you got it in the bag. Then if you lose that, then what the fuck are you doing there? Period. Yeah, no, and sure, I mean sure. even even if Purdy's healthy and plays that whole game, I, I don't know if the 49ers win. I mean they they were not like some world beater coming in. You know what I mean? They no, played no. very well to close out the year, but anything could happen there. And like the Eagles are kind of uh, you know they they've gotten all the breaks, but they've also taken advantage of them too. So you can't really yeah. you know you can't really hate on that. Again, like the Giants were not a great team. They upset the um, Vikings. You know, so maybe the Eagles get a little bit lucky with that draw. And then, like I said, you know, Purdy tears his uh, UCL. Where was it? Like, you know, a quarter in. But, I mean, they, they deserve it. It's not like they, you know, it's not like they didn't score. And it's not like they didn't do anything. Like, they didn't win that game, like, 10 to 7 or something like that. They put up yeah, enough no, points to win that game. They, under, they 100% deserve to be there. I, I 100% believe that. I mean, they're a great team. The roster's built really well. You know, we touched on that the other day. Paul Howie coming out party. Um, but you know, I'm just in a sense, it's like, you know, like you said, they do take advantage of opportunities. And that's the thing that I argue with the Ravens all the time is the Ravens. I don't think ever take control of an opportunity ever. It always seems the Ravens are the ones who give the other team the opportunity and lose Mm -hmm. because of it. Yeah. I mean, you could make the same, the Bengals to me are the typical, you know, horseshoe up their ass team of somebody, somebody always seems to hand them a turnover or hand them a shit performance and they just kind of squeak away with a win. I mean, again, Tyler Huntley doesn't try to fucking QB sneak from the two yard line. Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley, I should well, say. And, she, and, <laughs> and, and Patrick Mahomes tried to do the same thing with that weird ass, uh, you know, the ball slipped uh, out of his hand, fumble bullshit. Yeah. What, what the, f- I mean, again, he, he did not look great, uh, Mahomes with the one leg. It definitely, definitely fucked with him a little bit that game. Yeah. Uh, but that, that not- fumble was just like that, that, that happens one out of every 1,000 times that, that Mahomes takes us. Like, I don't think it's ever happened to him. So, yeah. like, for that to happen in that spot, and obviously it happened because it was fucking cold as shit and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was late in the game, whatever. But, um, yeah, I've never seen that happen to him. You see that happen to, like, Dan Orlovsky or – Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. or, or like um, – uh, Cody any Kessler of those, or somebody like that, you know, like some scrub, but like Patrick Mahomes, that does not happen to fucking Patrick Mahomes. So for it to happen in that spot, it just like, I was like, it, it, I, I can't believe this. This is going to happen again. These fucking cunts are going to get just <laughs> the game gift wrap for them. 
Well, and yeah, thank God. Sh- shout out to University of South Florida's own Marquez Valdez Scantling for balling out and having a hell of a game too. He did have a great game. Oh, just just in case you guys were wondering, because MVS had such a great game, uh, we should sign Alan Lazard because they both played for the Packers. That was a take <laughs> online that that I saw. So, um, just to, uh, uh, from a from a uh, someone that has an analyst. Has, Bugged me a couple times. Yeah, I wonder. I That's wonder what just... Jordy. I wonder what Jordy Nelson's doing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'd take him. You catch anything. Hard, hard worker. First one in. You know, first one. Greg, Je- <laughs> Greg Jennings. Yeah. yeah. Carry the whole. Yeah. I mean, Greg Jennings tears his knee, and he's still playing in that wild card game. Yeah. There's footage of him scoring a game when he touched down. Yeah. Darren Sharper. Darren Sharper, prolific rapist and uh, great safety. You know, beating him out with a broken leg. Put the team on his back. Same dude who got his dick held against him. Darren Shopper hold my dick. <laughs> oh god. That might be the greatest video of all time. You think how many times do you think Greg Jennings has watched that himself? I'm gonna say at least a thousand. Probably watches oh. it. It's probably like his like alarm okay. to wake up every day. Yeah, yeah Greg, Greg Jennings. Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fucking Yeah, I mean I'm just um I'm thrilled that the Bengals lost and I'm thrilled that their fan base is falling apart too because I have never just encountered a more dumb group of human beings who have never watched football. Like never not never watched football, but just don't like understand that they've sucked for so long that they can't talk the way that they do and that they're not good enough to act the way they do. All right, so let's just the Zim thing. Oh god! With uh, with Ramy, just let's do a recap hold of what on, happened wait. here. Hold so, on, we gotta do it with it was Devin. So yeah, no, Devin so that's where we're gonna start. But Devin, yeah, so Devin disguised his account, his his this is new not account, the first time he's done his new account because his old account, his his old account got uh clapped for for something very funny. We're not gonna talk about on this on this podcast. So it was his burn. It was his burner account. Um, right. he, he has a burner account. He always does this. He switches his shit to whatever fan base and goes into their spaces. And typically they figure them out, you know, five seconds in because it's, you know, fuck your team. Uh, you lost to the Ravens. Fuck you guys. And he gets kicked. But this time he went in and decided to, I mean, give fairly rational takes about, you know, I'm done with Joe Burrow. And he lost to Mahomes who had one leg and no wide receivers and blah, blah. And so he tweeted that out. And I mean, clearly Ramey saw it because he like copy and pasted the video. And then Zim freaked the fuck out on Ramey. For posting that, claiming that Ramey was the one who like Ramey was Devin, and Ramey was the one in the spaces, yeah, yeah. and went on this whole you know you won't you won't take the mic in the spaces, um, DM'd him some off the wall shit too. The, well, uh, hold on, but I, but I he also 10, he, 10, he yeah, but so Zim is the one he he like he tweeted about it, and mm-hmm. he was like this guy Ramey sent uh sent someone in to to like get in our spaces. It's like. Who, number one, who gives a shit? It's fucking fake. It's it's just like a anyone can talk in it. Anybody can go in there. Anybody can put their hand up and talk, right? So yeah, and he was the host. Yeah, he so, was the host. So he was the one allowing people to speak. Yeah, so, yeah. So he, he what, gave, number one, what does it matter? Number one, what does it matter? But then he would go on to say that Ramy, like he doesn't like Ramy, has never accomplished anything. He doesn't know who Ramy is. But yeah. Uh, somebody, a Bengals fan, I think actually, in fact, re- replied to him that he's like, I heard you, Zim, say that you were the Ramey of the Bengals fan base like two months ago. And he denies that that ever happened. But it's if funny because at- he, he's saying he doesn't know who Ramey is and that Ramey's clout chasing him. And Ramey, Ramey has twice as many followers as him. <laughs> and if you look at Zim's account, you'd think he was like uh I don't know, like a third string safety for the fucking Bengals, the way he talks to. Uh, we are going to do this, so you can't beat us. Oh, they beat us. Oh, Chris Jones dunking on him, too, was great. I don't know oh, if you yeah. saw that. Yeah. Shut, <laughs> shut up, clown. Shut up, clown. Or shut like, up, oh. loser, or something like that. His tweet was like, they finally beat us. They finally did it. It's like, dude, what, what the fuck? You beat them once in the AFC Championship game. Like, calm down. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so then he went into to Ramey's DMs and said he – uh, he is rich off Twitter spaces and he owns a 10,000 square foot house on seven <laughs> acres of land. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and Raymond's a kid. I mean, Raymond's like 19, 20, 20 years old. <laughs> and you're just like, you're like, yeah, pal, I'm fucking rich. Like, check out my house. Like, all right, dude, you're cool. You sit in front of your screen. And oh, yeah. By the way, his, his profile this. picture is just a, a Bengals player. It's Jamar Chase, isn't it? 
I don't think it's Jamar Chase. I think it. Uh, I don't know. I've never zoomed in on it. I think it's number thirty-two, if I if I remember correctly. But I don't know if it's thirty-two on the Bengals right now. I mean, he just constantly, you know, he's he's a fanboy. He he is a Bengals fanboy through and through. Except for he acts like he's on on the team. There is a Ravens fan equivalent of him, um, and it's not it's not Ramey. It's the uh, Amazon delivery boy. Yeah, I, I would think say it's that's Cedric that. Benson. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Cedric Benson. Cedric Benson or Ben Jarvis Green Ellis is the only other like the no, thirty-two no. I think up from that team. Hold on, nah, I think it was Ben. I think it was Benson or was it Rudy Johnson back in the day? Because I think Green Ellis. Oh, yeah, Rudy Johnson, forty-two. Oh, he might have. I just remember him being called the. Lock I think I, I think and, I found the exact picture. So yeah, I think it's it's a uh, Cedric Benson. So he he used to be a Bears fan and then followed Cedric Benson over the Bengals. Is that what happened? I guess maybe I'm wrong. It, Pretty I much. think this is the same picture. Hold, hold on. Let me just confirm this real quick. I mean, he is just, it, it was the, it was the, I live in a 10,000 square foot house and I, I get paid to host spaces. I was just like, all right, you are an absolute clown. Oh yeah. It's definitely Cedric Benson. Why? Oh, Cause Cedric Benson's di- died. Oh, I, okay. I forgot okay. he passed away, but it was three years ago. That's what I was going to say. Right? Was it? I, I didn't even remember. <laughs> it was three years so. ago. <laughs> buddy move on it's like oh, keeping it's up a gofundme Hold for on. a funeral for, for two years yeah but i mean it's lucky though they've made two fc afc championship games they won it I for cedric, or they they got there for cedric i know? guess that shit is fucking weird to keep cedric benson's picture up for three years as a tribute that's fucking weird and well, it's I mean, not like he, he was like he wasn't even drafted by the Bengals. no but you've heard you've heard his rap song so i mean zim's not exactly a uh intelligent human being not exactly talented um he's rich though to, yeah, he's rich. Um, yeah. When you call them Zim Dutton, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> well, he lives on a ranch and he, he yeah. does big business. Yeah, who knows what it is, but uh, do we have a, like a Chiefs of Hog situation going on with him, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I actually, I don't know. I don't think he, he's too, like, uh, too loud with it. I don't think that he could get away with, you know, committing crimes for that long and not getting caught. Just doesn't seem like the... Uh, Type two, uh, he'd probably go on. He'd probably go bragging some eighteen-year-old kids DMs, be like, "Hey, I just robbed eight banks today. I have more money than you." Oh, that guy is just something else. Yep, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to connect some dots here, real quick. Oh yeah, hey. we're, we're listening to a live investigation going on here. I haven't seen much from the uh, from our our Nazi friend uh, on on the Bengals loss. Has he uh, gone into hiding? I've I've only seen him in the replies in in Zim's replies. Yeah, I've seen him defending Zim, which is whatever, like he's a clown, but um, I haven't he, seen him. He defends him, but he wouldn't shake his hand. Yeah, no, definitely not. That's right. Wouldn't shake his hand and well, yeah, it's part of a fucking 13-year-old girlfriend or some shit while he's 31, Se- if I remember 17. right. 17. 17. Okay. That's, okay. It's okay in Germany. So it's cool there. Right. Sorry in Germany. Well, it's fine in, in fucking Nevada, apparently. Well, I mean, Germans are all about, you know, high morality and, you know, doing things that the rest of the world would, uh, you know, deem like high character actions. That's what they've been known for, especially since like the 40s. That was their, uh, you know, their real claim to fame in the 1940s. That's correct. (laughs) Jake is trying so hard to not say something off color. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I thought I I had him. I thought I had him. Nope. You can quite catch me there. Uh, But we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yep. All right. It, so happened, just, it happened like it happened like forty years ago, though, so it's not a big deal, according to our, our pal, their German tiger. That was a direct quote to Will. happened happened a couple generations ago, so don't. His worry grandparents, about it. yeah, his grandparents. <laughs> Did my grandparents? Like kick, yeah, ago. your grandparents are fifty-five. Did my grandparents, you know, kick down people's doors and drag them onto a train? Maybe, but you know, that's a couple generations before me, so it's not not a, not a big deal. Damn. Direct quote from him. Swear to God, he said that. <laughs> All right, so Will, what did your investigation turn up? Uh, no, I, I was I was connecting the wrong dots. I'm, I'm I'll figure out who I was thinking of, but I, I'm not going to put any slanderous comments on on the uh, on the record here. All right, sir. Would have been great. It would have been awesome if it worked out, but it didn't. So let's just move on. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got another off the wall question here. Do you think Andy Reid's kid and uh, Chiefs of Hawk are cellmates? You think that they had a good time in uh, prison together this weekend? Celebrating the win. I don't, I don't want to touch <laughs> this <Yes>. one either. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, so basically, uh, to, to, to wrap up that that part, if 
Fuck the Bengals. Uh, Fuck the Bengals. I'm glad to be flying into that airport with them coming off of a loss so it won't be quite as cancerous while I'm in the Midwest. And yes, and Bengals fans are quite the special breed. That's the terminology I will use. Will you be buying the chili? I will will never spend my money on that bullshit. Will you go crazy? It's got to be like two bucks. Dude, inflation, I don't trust like that. Yes, that's that's fair. fair. But even that being being said, pay money for it? Absolutely not. If someone's like, hey, you want to go to Skyline Chili? Nah, I'll pay for it. Maybe. Maybe. If you eat it, you got to film it. Exactly. Yeah, if you eat it. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Because it's. Walk up to a homeless homeless guy and be like, are you married to your cousin? If he says yes, give him the Skyline Chili. Just walk around until you find somebody. Yes. Absolutely. Be like, hey, do, do you have a fetish with one to fuck up your sister? Yeah? Here you go, buddy. Enjoy. <laughs> Fucking who day. <laughs> anyway, so Pro Bowls this weekend. A few quarterbacks dropped out, then much to Miles Prize and the rest of the Ravens fan base surprise. One Tyler Hundley. Snoop, aka uh, the guy who tried to dive at the fucking two yard line over the goal line. Has made the Pro Bowl. So, I don't know how. Nobody knows how. But you know what? Fucking good for him, man. He fucking made the Pro Bowl. Like, <laughs> Snake and so, tape. So That's, like like Reddit. That's like a Reddit Not, joke, right? Yeah. So, Drew, so Drew I'll ask you, because I know you watch hockey. Which is more of a comical troll job? Tyler Huntley making the Pro Bowl or John Scott making the All-Star team way back when he made the All-Star game? But here's the thing is John Scott was like an elite fighter. You know, he was a fan favorite, like, and people actually liked him and he was good at what he did. He wasn't great That's at hockey. True. He, was, he was good at, you know, being a goon. He beat the like fucking he, shit he, out of someone yeah. and hit the hell he out was, of he was, yeah. he was an elite. He was an elite goon. Uh, Tyler Huntley does nothing at an elite level. So it's it's got to be Tyler Huntley is a better troll job. Well, you know what I think it is? It, it's, like a, it's like a meme stock. Like Tyler, Tyler Huntley is like AMC. And uh, a maybe. bunch, of, and like a bunch of nerds went and like Dogecoin? yeah, they basically like they they okay. is like anonymous did this or something, you know, like they they fixed it somehow, they hacked it because they were like, let's pick the most outrageous, like ridiculous person and get them into a Pro Bowl spot, and then and you know if the chips fall the you know the way they need to, then he'll actually get to play, and it, and it worked out. But I think yeah, I think Tyler Huntley is just like uh, some funny prank that someone is playing on the NFL. I'm going to be honest. I don't watch any of the pro bowl. Cause I've just, I don't really care about watching. We'll play basically flag football. I will be watching live that precision passing drill with Tyler Huntley because it's going to be a historically bad performance. Well, I think it is flag football this year. That's yeah, part I mean, of it. That's part of it. Yeah. Which is yeah, very like, funny because they're like, uh, you know, people don't want to risk injury. Uh, guess what, guys? You can fucking pop an Achilles or tear your ACL playing flag football too. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about when I saw that when I saw that he got uh, put into the Pro Bowl. First of all, I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought it was one of those made up like like in that like yeah. news flash announcements or whatever. Like the Onion, and, yeah, Ball like the Onion. Sports. But like, could you imagine? Like, I was trying to find something to compare it to. Of like when like when he walks into the locker room for the Pro Bowl, he's got to be the most out of touch person there. Everybody's got to be like, "Damn, how the fuck he get in here? He got to wait outside the club. He can't get in the club." <laughs> like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, he's gonna show he up. Check, he's gonna show up. His press pass. Yeah, he's gonna show up dressed like it's in Honolulu. Still, he's gonna be wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and a straw hat and fucking uh, sandals and board shorts. He's gonna actually you fly. Figure, he's you gotta figure fly he's probably the first uh, the first quarterback to make the Pro Bowl with a negative touchdown and interception ratio since maybe the sixties or seventies, right? He's thrown touchdown passes. I think McCaffrey yeah, has I, that many passes. Three That's more. Of it. That's more yes, the problem is that he, he he only threw two touchdown passes. It wasn't like he, you know. <laughs> three interceptions. Like, I think four in the negative that, turtle. I think he had four yeah. interceptions. No, three. He had a fumble I loss. believe it's three. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he had four turnovers. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's really throwing yeah, dots a, out there. <laughs> he throws a real catchable ball for the other team. Just best, best deep ball I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> two to, two, is that is that even top two to five one. of his worst takes, though? Was that, no, chick, was that Chicken Man? That yeah, was that was chicken. chicken. Yeah, that was chicken boy. Oh, yeah, was... Before the day or the day after the West retake, I'm fairly sure. 
He, he's like just that. like every morning you wake up like ah okay what's it gonna be today <laughs> what is my hot take today oh, oh man i almost said something horrible i'm oh man glad, i'm gonna leave that one in the drafts <laughs> I, 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 if we weren't recording that one would have made you all laugh two to one two to one turnover to touchdown ratios fantastic but yeah, yeah so nobody better nobody better nope nope this is like fucking Terry Bradshaw and um, Kenny Stabler levels of excellence, but they're not playing in. And he's we not don't playing have to pay him more. Right? Where... No, there's no way there's any and, like escalator in his like, contract for that. Right, and I, they, I hope not. They might have because they didn't think it was. Well, possible. he's a restricted free agent anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah but I don't like you know how um, the restricted free agent tenant. But is he is he a um, is he an exclusive rights or is he restricted? Restricted, I believe. Yeah, okay. So then we just put it. We just put a round tender on him. Yeah, we'll put a round tender on him. So they'll put like a second or third round tender on him, probably. I would think. Yeah, but why? Yeah. Like, just let him go. Let him. Let him him go somewhere. Well, the The only thing it does. That's not going to prevent anybody from taking him. I don't think because, like, you know, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a college player in round three who you want on the field more than him because he's been on the field. He's you know he he's played at least in the NFL. He's 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 up to speed. So for a backup, I mean that's that's the nicest thing you could say about him is that he's been on the field before. But right, I, but I that's more I, than you can say for, yeah. for most third round college quarterbacks. I, I mean, mean he Mr. can he can now he can now say that he's a Pro Bowl quarterback at the negotiating table. Yeah, right. <laughs> that that is true. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Uh, what a fucking world that he is a Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, yeah. nobody's going to want him. I, I, nobody's going to trade anything for him. I can't, oh, I can't hey, imagine. Drew, don't you think this actually uh, validates me still? this uh, My my opinion may still and looks like it's probably going to end up looking bad, but my Trevor Lawrence is bad uh, opinion. If he is behind Tyler Huntley in the Pro Bowl pecking order, then I'm still right. Well, so your Trevor Lawrence take was more that he wasn't good enough to live up to the hype. It wasn't true. really that That's he true. was that he was a you thought he was going to yeah. be a mid mid level starting quarterback which I mean he he is yeah, he yeah. has he has a higher ceiling than that but he he's not like a a world beater and again he was getting hyped up as the next Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck coming out of college right. yeah no I did say I thought he would have like a ten to fifteen year NFL career but it yeah. would be like middle of the road and he would be a backup for the for the the latter portion of it kind of like a Ryan Tannehill uh, career arc that's my my, well, uh, I mean, people forget Ryan Tannehill made Derrick Henry the great running back that he is. So, Cooper Cup's not good. That's a different. That's a different person. I different know, person. But same, about same, outrageous takes. Same caliber take. Yep. Oh, I cannot. And and Thomas stuck by that to his credit. Was you know wrote a whole article about how fucking Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Made made Derrick Henry as good as he was. I was just like, I, I can't even hate on him at that point. Like that's just impressive level of delusion. I think I don't know. Like I I thought that Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to be that good. To be honest with you, I thought he was just going to be kind of like on the same trajectory like Will said. But I mean, he I think he's got way more potential. He played way better this year than I thought he was going to. And the way that he came on late. Like, I think he really started, like, it was, like, his decision-making, the way he was extending plays. He was, like, he was throwing darts, and it was, like, you know, we all made fun of, you know, the Christian Kirk deal and all that. But, like, I saw they posted that, what was it? It was, like, a um, like a, a stat thing in the middle of a game, and it showed it was him. It was, um, who else did they get? Mar- was it Marvin Jones? And yeah. um, who else was the third? Zay Jones. Evan, Evan Ingram, too. Yeah. And they showed like their numbers, and it was like, damn. Like, yeah. The, the um, thing that Lawrence has that I didn't expect him to have is that you can punch him in the mouth early and he actually gets back up. Yeah. I mean, he was a he was a front runner his whole life. I just didn't think he had the, again, he looks like a pretty boy with the long well, hair. Also, and hey, and um, Grant, just like your whole description of you came on late and, you know, Every, everything you said about him, you could take that exact description and pick it up and put it on the season where uh, Doug Peterson coached Nick Foles to to a Super yeah. Bowl. You know, like yeah, he's basically like that's why I'm saying like you know he he uh, everything you said is true, but Trevor Lawrence to that point until he got there, 
which was like at a certain point this season, we started seeing a different player. And so until that like continues, he, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm sticking with my assessment of him. Yeah. I mean, I like Doug Peterson. I think he's a hell of a fucking coach and like, especially offensively and with quarterbacks and everything. Like I, I like Doug Peterson, but you can't really count Lawrence's first season. Cause he had urban Myers as coach. So he yeah. kind of got a red shirt year there. So I don't, technically, I don't this get is the urban Meyer slander. I, I hate urban. He didn't, Meyer. didn't even, hate, he didn't even do anything. I hate Ohio state, but he didn't do shit. Like that team fucking sucked. Again, you got little uh, wrestling shitbag who got trolled to shit by CJ Golson running that fucking team and mm-hmm. Trent Balky. Like they're just incompetent morons. Proven, proven track record of that. I can't even blame Urban Meyer. He was a scapegoat. Disgusting. The fact that I have to defend an Ohio State guy. He was just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Yeah, I mean, fuck. He, some chick grinding on him in a bar in Ohio. What, what, what the fuck else are you going to do in Ohio? Didn't he like beat up the kicker? No, he ca- allegedly kicked him. The fucking kid allegedly he bullied he bu- the coach bullied the kicker. Yeah, like who, who or cares? the punter. That is very funny. Yeah, it was the kicker. The kicker was stretching, and he apparently like missed a kick, and he claimed that Urban Meyer came over and like kicked him over, and was like, "See, look, I can make my kicks." Some some dumb shit like that, which and I don't think dude, happened. That sounds like something you would do. And the yeah, dude kid, yeah. And the dude came I, out and like told like I guess like the story or whatever to the media and like he described it like he was like a beaten dog like like yeah. really t- like it really didn't he sue the didn't he sue the team? <laughs> yeah, well they because they cut him and he claimed that he got cut because like Urban Meyer didn't like him not because he sucked and then he lost because he missed like ten kicks. <laughs> he got, he he just got not- cut because he got hurt from a kick from his coach. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine having to like tell somebody that be like, hey, um, you know, like I'm a, I'm a 30 year old like grown man, professional athlete, be like, uh, coach kicked me, like, what's wrong with you? Going to Balky's office and sitting down with them, be like, so where did he touch you? And they're, they're like, we're, we need to identify this uh, assailant, and they like take a bunch of pictures out, and one of them is the picture of uh, Urban eating the pizza after the uh, the national title game. I'm like, is this the man who who uh, bullied you? And he just starts crying, like breaks down crying. Yes, yes, it was him. Uh, I mean, credit to Urban Meyer for kicking that guy if he actually did it, but I just don't I don't believe that story at all. Credit to Urban Meyer for stealing con money. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're going to move the Jags to London anyway. So, like, maybe oh, Urban yeah, Meyer just thing, saw that. The crazy one. thing is, though, is we laugh about all this shit with Urban Meyer, but – the. <laughs> If he came out tomorrow and said, I want to coach again, there would be a, a Division One college school that would pay him an insane amount of money to come there. He's he's already well, on guarantee. a bunch of – yeah, I think they already talk about him with a bunch of teams. He can pick pretty much any school he wants at this point. Yeah, and oh, yeah. So, like, that's the only reason he doesn't have a job is he doesn't want one. Well, I mean, it, and it's not – it doesn't damage his college coaching resume, what happened in the NFL. Nick Saban had – Equally as bad. Well, I don't know. Equally, but like Nick Saban got on par. On par. Because, yeah, but Nick Saban got fucked because his GM picked Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. Yeah, Not yeah, but, totally. but still, uh, he he walked out in the middle of his first season. Yeah, these he universities are going to start. That was the second Urban season. Meyer. Wasn't it? Was the second season? Did he make it through a full season? Yeah, he made it through no, a full like season. Nine, nine and Bobby Petrino. Like that. that walked Bobby Petrino out. walked out during his first season. Okay, yeah, with the Falcons, right? Yeah, yeah. Right after Michael Vick got arrested. No, these uh these universities are gonna start recruiting Urban Meyer like they did Jesus Shuttlesworth and he got game. They're just gonna walk in and just be like two co eds in there. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? I mean, if you're with, with NIL money and shit now, like Urban Meyer is the perfect college coach. Him and Jim Tressler are gonna have jobs like next week. Yeah, I could just... see, I could definitely see Urban Meyer coming back to a, a lot of schools. Like uh, I thought he I thought he was gonna get the Notre Dame job, to be honest. That's that's supposedly what he wants. That he wants to be the Notre Dame head coach, and I thought he was going to get that last year. Yeah, hey, I don't think that's ever going to happen with the no. with, the with what's going on with Jesus. him. Yeah, yeah think, uh, oh. Jesus loving shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he doesn't I, really. I, I could see him at a lot of places, and North Carolina is one of them. You know what? Oh. I mean, I can't say. I mean, come on, Urban, bring it. I could see. I could see him taking <laughs> that job. I mean, I mean, Matt, I mean, Max probably got two years left. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, I could I could see that being one that he was interested in because he that's one of the schools where you can go make a shit ton of money, and that's really see, all he cares about. I could see Mac Brown playing out Drake May's. So if Drake May comes out next year, because he'll be a redshirt sophomore, 
if he decides to stay another year, I can say I can see Mac Brown leaving when Drake May goes to the NFL. When the ACC is wide open, right? It's exactly. Not, so it, it's an easy conference. I mean, Dabo's run that shit for what has it been like seven years now? Yeah, but and and obviously North Carolina has uh, recruiting power with Jumpman yeah. and um, with NIL. You know, there's not a whole lot of schools that are going to be able to offer the the NIL opportunities that North Carolina can. Grant, does it upset you that Michael Jordan went to North Carolina and you're not the best Jordan football school, like by a wide margin? I mean, you're just a like the adopted brother that just got an all-state ring. If you, if you think, if you up. think, I don't know, if you think Jordan football, I feel like it's got to be Michigan. No, I mean, if you look at that sense of it, I mean, fuck. <laughs> 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 you might be yeah. right. Yeah, definitely I mean, is Jim right. Har- Jim Harbaugh I mean, is the face of of Jordan football. Does that? Does that? But the, I well? mean, that's like saying though that uh, like the best team that like is Oregon. You know, is that are they fucked because Alabama's better than them because they're the best Nike team? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody's fucked because they're not going to be better than Alabama. So Oregon, <laughs> Georgia, yeah. Georgia's yeah. Georgia's going to well, have now, a strong. Now that they're now that they're fucking Daniel Monte clone is you know going to go work for the IRS. Um, I, I feel like they're fucked for a while. He got arrested, didn't he? Yeah, but it was yeah, for, for just for public pub- intoxication. That's not. I mean, oh, that's he must have he must have done something like really fucked up in the state of Texas to get arrested for public intoxication. Yeah, like that's, that's definitely not- one of those. That's one of those where it's like uh, they have to do something. So that's that's what. They settled on, but like, yeah. If there's like a video, if a video comes out, yeah. If a yeah, yeah. If a video comes out, though, he might be in trouble. And and you know, in this day and age, it probably is one. I was really offended by the uh, clip that went viral of people tweeting the Baker Mayfield video and saying that it was uh, Stetson Bennett getting arrested. I was like, I have tweeted that gif at least five thousand times, and like, it should be known that that was Baker Mayfield getting slammed off the pavement by a fat cop. And he should have known that he wasn't going to be a good NFL quarterback because of that. But he he ran a seven six forty when he took off. Yeah, he got fucking murdered by that cop. Nobody deserved it more than walk on mentality though. Yeah. It actually like it took me a long time to reconcile that the guy from that video was the same guy who won the the Heisman Trophy and the yeah. same guy who went number one overall and the same guy who you know well it, it didn't it wasn't hard to reconcile the way he played in the NFL with uh that video but like like that can't that can't be that that's the same fucking guy that guy dominated on the field in college and couldn't beat a fat ass cop couldn't beat him up and well and the and in the video it looks like he gets fucking smashed into like a concrete wall so i was like killed yeah yeah, so i was like (laughs) he's got to have like brain damage or something from that shit i thought it was going to be one of those like fucking uh you know police brutality videos when i first saw it no baker mayfield getting tackled when he was drunk (laughs) i mean just getting outrun by that cop is just probably the worst look in his career. Oh. All right. Do we do we get into our uh, Ravens contract drama? The, you know, the, the never-ending Lamar saga that I'm getting kind of sick of talking about here. But I, I have I have dates that I want we to walk can, through. because it's fucking annoying on the Twitter sphere. We, we knew well, all this was Yeah, and, and who People said it? Who said it? Uh, yeah, Rap Sheet said that, that people are taking what he said completely out of context. They're well, saying, so he's the one. He's, he's the one that started it. And they are not they they are taking out of context as if he reported it like it was some kind of breaking news. It wasn't because you knew that if they didn't have a deal in place by March 7th, he was going to get tagged. Well, he also said, but he prefaced like the words that everyone is leaving out is he didn't say that they are tagging him. He said he feels like they're going to tag him. He said, I feel like they're going to tag him. That's what he said. Yeah, that's an opinion. That's a fucking opinion. That's the, he's and, not breaking news. He just he, he was asked a question. He gave his own personal opinion. And, and I again, only hit, like, are you not going to tag Lamar? Like again, if it's March seventh and you don't have a deal in hand with him, like obviously you're not just going to let him hit the open market, right? That's you're not going to play the game that exactly. in those next seven days silly. you're going to sign a deal. That's where it, I'm frustrated because I hate the fucking tag. I think I hate the fucking tag. I, it's the dumbest fucking thing ever. As a player, I'd never sign the tag. But at the right. same time, it's but like he doesn't have to sign it. When, 
No, no, I know, but I'm saying like once you get there, you I mean, you got to tag him. You have to because you can't let him hit the market like right. Drew said. But I just think it's fucking stupid. Like just get the deal done, man. Like either you guys decide on it before the tag deadline. If if by now you can't get the deal done by March seventh, it's still over a fucking month away. If you can't get a deal done then, then you both aren't on the same page. And well, you, it's yeah. Not One thing to All keep right, an great. eye on with it though is there are other quarterback contracts that are going to be getting done. So it's, it, it's going to, the yeah. timing is going to be this. It's going to be, be done by March 7th. Yeah. Three of them. If it's going to be done by March 7th, if the Ravens don't want the price to go up, if they think the price is going to go up based on the other three quarterbacks, they're going to get that shit done first. If they think those three quarterback contracts are going to help their side of the negotiation, meaning the other three quarterbacks are not going to get fully guaranteed deals or not going to get guarantees at the same level as uh, Deshaun Watson structured that way. Anyway, then that can be a feather in their cap with Lamar. Like, Hey, look, the Watson deal is an outlier. There's no reason for anyone. And there's no, and there is no other team who is doing a deal like that deal. So, you know, what we've been saying all along, we want to give you all that money and more, but we need to do it in a way that isn't structured the way that the Watson deal is. That's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. So it's, it's really, it's the front offices. uh, If they have the, the proper feel for the market as to whether the other three quarterbacks are going to fuck their offer up or they're going to actually make their offer look better. Yeah. So here's where I'm, here's where I'm nervous because you have to get the deal done before Herbert and Burroughs deals. You have to, but the only thing is, is those two teams will shell out the money now and they'll get the deals fucking done. And they also know that they have to beat the Lamar deal. So like right now it's like a race against opposite deals that could really fuck us more than it would fuck them. Cause they're going to pay them regardless. But if they pay them before we pay Lamar, we're not going to pay Lamar regardless. You know what I mean? Like if, they, if, they, totally if they drop money up, go ahead. Grant, I'm sorry. Grant, Grant, I, I talked you into this hating EDC thing. Okay. I, I'm going to talk you off the ledge now. So our fan base is incredibly impatient. Again, we can spend hours, days talking about the mistakes EDC has made, the mistakes this franchise has made since 1996 whatever it's done and over with it's february 1st 2023 okay the tag deadline is march 7th if you don't have a deal 100 signed by march 7th then you have to tackle mark that's common sense that's just you're never gonna let him walk because that would be just the stupidest fucking walk for free that'd be the stupidest fucking thing to do in the world okay so march 13th to march 15th is that legal tampering period where you're gonna get the reports that this guy signed with this team, blah, blah, but it's all fake. It's it's not real. It doesn't get official until March 15th at 4 p.m. when the new league year starts. That's also when Lamar's tag would hit the front, would hit the salary cap, would hit your you know rule of 51, that you have to be under the salary cap by uh, 4 p.m. that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar's tag is only gonna count for that 32 million, regardless of which tag we pick, until April 21st. Because April 21st is the cutoff for the non-exclusive tag or the exclusive tag. And that's when it's the average of the top five salaries. So realistically, you have to have Lamar signed by April 21st. Okay, because you can't have Lamar playing on a one-year $45 million fully guaranteed contract. Like that's just not going to work cap-wise. You know, you can make some common sense restructures, common sense cuts or trades or whatever. And clear about $40 million, So that'll get us at like $67 million cap space you can't really function with only $20 million in cap space. Like that just doesn't make sense. My whole thing with the Lamar contract is that like, and I texted Will a very off color, um, you know, adjectives that I use to describe our fan base, but we're all really impatient because people want Lamar here long-term. And like, that's makes sense. You want your franchise quarterback here. He's the best quarterback we've had by a wide margin. Nobody wants to go back to the bowler years or the fucking Steve McNair or Elvis Gerback or any of these, you know, fucking no-name quarterbacks that we could potentially bring in to be a bridge quarterback. Like, they want Lamar. I, I think that regardless of what happens with Burrow and Herbert, we're going to pay Lamar. Like, the you know, we offered him what worked out to a six-year, $275 million contract before the season. So clearly they're willing to put money into him, and it's all going to come down to structure. So I, I, my, my question is, what are we doing here? Like, why are we not just fighting the bullet and paying the guy, but also they're clearly willing to make a quarter of a billion dollar investment in the guy. Like yeah. that's not, that's not out of the question. Like it's not a, 
we're not going to pay him what he wants. It's uh, we want Lamar to get his $275 million and not, not hit our cap the same way that he wants him to hit the cap. Yeah. And so like, here's where I have like an issue with a lot of the way that EDC does deals, the timetables, like you're saying, like he procrastinates in a sense. And I like the structure of the way that the, the NFL year falls. So, you know, like get the deal done now because there's a difference. So like you said, you know, until then he's got the $35 million cap hit. But if we get a deal done, they're talking about what Brian McFarland said is a potential of an $8 million cap hit. So you're talking about, you know, insane amount of a difference. It's added to the cap already. Then there are those cuts, those restructures and things that I think are going to happen. You know, like Ricard could get restructured. You know, Boyle's going to be gone. Like Campbell's might be gone. Like, you know, you've got all these deals. But at the same time, like you have to get those deals done now because then when free agency starts, that's when you know. So if you trade for D Hop, you trade for Mike Evans, you do whatever, you got to get their deals done too. You got to know what your cap is going into the draft. You got to know what your needs are going to the draft. Because if you don't get a Mike Evans, a D Hop, or a top tier receiver this year, you have to go for somebody high or spend capital to move up in the draft. There's just not a receiver for that right now. So you're setting yourself back on the eight ball if you don't structurally get this deal done in a timetable, you know, in a timely manner. I agree with you. Like, I mean, I was being kind of exaggerating with the whole, like you have to get it done by Burrow and Herbert state, but you're costing yourself more money each day you wait. And if they get their deals done first, you're really fucking yourself. And that's where my issue is with, I think one of the, uh, one of the right now, I think the things that's slowing it down is the, the offensive coordinator search. I think that's like the, the, the primary focus right now, I'm sure that EDC and Lamar are having conversations, contact of some sort. I don't know if it's active negotiations, because why would Lamar be negotiating until they have an offensive coordinator under contract? Um, so I think that well, he's and, helping pick, right? Right. Well, yeah. I don't know that he's like sitting in the room or anything, but I think he's I got. Also, him, don't he's got him. Don't know what what negotiation has to be had at this point. Like you, yeah, yeah. you have to know what Lamar wants at this point, and it's really a question of. Are you going to give Lamar exactly what he wants, how he wants it? Or are you going to try to sell him on your vision? And maybe the way you sell him on your vision is that on, you know, so the trading window opens up March 15th. Like you can't make a deal until the new league year opens. And so maybe it's as simple as, you know, you say, if you stay put until March 15th, I can trade for Mike Evans and I'll hire this offensive coordinator you want. And then you're going to help me out on the back end of your contract. I mean, these are like normal business tactics that our fan base just doesn't seem to grasp. They want to push this narrative. Again, there is this group of people that they will tell you that they are the most pro-Lamar people of all time and that they want Lamar to get paid and that Lamar's their boy and that the Ravens have wronged Lamar. But deep down, they want Lamar gone because then they have something to bitch about. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's people that's are addicted. The They're addicted to complaining about the Ravens. That's so why like, do you, why do you think club. that? Why do you think it's taken so long to hire an OC? Like you see these other teams that are they're, they're doing due like, diligence though. Boom, Grant, boom, boom, boom. they are interviewing so many people, and and so you know, I, we know I for a fact that they've. But they, what's but what's their due diligence? Be better than Greg I think Greg they want all four of us. I think they want Greg well, well, no, but I think they want. We want it. You want? Yeah, that's probably yeah. They're probably killing time for that. They're probably killing time because they can't interview him till after the Super Bowl. But I mean, due diligence is good because like yeah, everybody's so is. everybody's criticism of Harbaugh and all of his offensive coordinator hires basically, um, and really all of his defensive coordinator hires, all of his all of his hires have been that it's like a, a nepotism hire. And now they're interviewing such, and he even said that they were going to cast a wide net, and they are. So like you know, you can't kick and scream about the way the guy does things as to he should do it differently. And then he's doing it differently. And now people are like, well, why haven't we hired an offensive coordinator? Well, what the fuck? They got, they're, they're interviewing a hundred people. What do you want yeah, them to but do? You, it still shouldn't take that long in a sense. And also too, here's my other side of it. Now I'm not saying that the Ravens look this in, in deep to it, but they should, but 
their offensive coordinator hire is going to determine one of these guys they go after, whether they're looking to trade for a D hop or a Mike Evans, which one fits their offense better, what their goals for the scheme are. Like who's like, like, like there's so much that has to fall in place. Like dominant. That's why I said, and I think the offensive like coordinator a, hire is, is really like, that's why mm-hmm. the Lamar, con- like people want the Lamar contract done. I'm sure the team would like it done too. And I'm sure Lamar would like the, the contract done too, if it's going to be the one that he wants. But um, if the offensive coordinator is the first domino for all of it, mm-hmm. like you said, everything stems from that. And if they really are serious about the enemy, then they have to wait till after the Super Bowl. So like, also yeah, we got to be patient with that. It's a week and a well, half away. And then um, if, if the enemy is going to interview here, I bet he's interviewing here on like Monday or Tuesday after the Super Bowl that quick. Also, you can't make any roster moves until March 13th really is when you can start looking at free agents and March 15th for trades. You don't think that Eric DaCosta is sitting in his house right now, fucking writing out fake roster plans of if I hire this guy, this is who I'm going to go get like that. They don't have these contingency plans in place already. You know, so you're talking about that's not him. That's, that's other family members that are baking cookies. He's, he's eating the whole tray of cookies while he's writing out, you know, <laughs> fucking fan novels about what not he's going to do. He's, he's got, uh, he's, he's disciplined. That's why he's, he stays trim. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's eaten at least 43 cookies tonight and he's written out probably, you know, 80 pages of notes about what he's going to do if they hire this guy as offensive corner versus that guy as offensive corner. I guess like, the the thing that bugs me about our fan base is that like if you hire an offensive coordinator tomorrow, nothing changes team building wise because you can't do anything until March anyway. I mean we're thirty five days away from the tag deadline and you're forty two days you're six weeks away from being able to actually do anything with that. Yeah, the only thing that could happen right now is just restructures. Like even cuts can't happen because you know the cap charge we'd have dead cap carryover and all this bullshit if we did that so you're still um, missing out on potential candidates though the longer you wait they have to take you know get other there's other jobs I, open the and, fact that it's waiting this long i i i have to think that it's it's got to be eric Bieniemy or it had to be somebody from the 49ers that they were really so, looking at that they really want because those are the only two guys that are not available until now yeah. So here's my question to you all too. So speaking of the enemy, so I've mentioned it before. Do you think that maybe he's higher priority on their list versus some of these younger guys like Zach Robinson or Slowick or somebody? Um, just based off the point that I talk about that they're more likely one and dones. You know, they come in with Lamar Jackson, they light it up, they're gonna get a head coaching job next year. So the enemy's probably not gonna be that guy. Like he's somebody that probably has a higher potential to stay longer term as an OC. Yes, like we had you all had mentioned before that he is maybe taking this opportunity to prove that he could do something outside of Andy Reid, but he's also more likely to last longer in the system than one of the younger guys. He's also more seasoned. Like, you know, again, you're looking at a Zach Robinson, you're looking at a Sloic, you're looking at guys that are, I don't know if like a flash in the pan is the right word, but they don't have a long track record. Whereas Eric Bieniemy has been around for a while. Like you kind of know what he is. Right, right. And potential, versus, potential versus production. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, 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 I think that I think the fact that it has taken this long, I think it's got to be Eric Bieniemy. Like that's just kind of the read on the situation for me is that, you know, if you wanted Zach Robinson, for example, like he was out there, he was available. And if that was their guy and they felt really confident that that was their guy, they could have jumped on him last week. You know, there was nothing stopping them from hiring him right away. And the fact that they haven't had it, it had to be a 49ers guy or it's got to be BM. Well, and what's his face from the Seahawks? I mean, has anybody else gotten a second interview besides him? Not that I'm aware no. of. But also, and this is um, from, you know, reading Jeff Zrebeck's Twitter is that I, I feel like the, you know, the interviews are not really that public. So there could have been guys who have been in here three times for all we know. Is that all we really know is that they've requested to speak to these guys who are under contract with other teams? Not really, you know, how many times they've interviewed them or when they interviewed them. That's not really, uh, you don't have to report that publicly, I guess. You have to publicly report that you're requesting to speak to somebody. So that's the only thing that's really been set in stone so far. I don't know. I, just again, like it, it, it screams to me: the longer that it takes, the more it, it comes off as they they were guy their their top candidates are guys that are still working for other teams and are still active in their season. Well, our friend Mo uh, yesterday, I don't know, 
I forget exactly how this question was posed, but basically it was like, uh, he responded to me and said, you know, the, the like word is that the enemy doesn't even call the plays in Kansas city. So why would they be so like focused on a unproven guy? And I'm like, none of them talk, call plays. None of them. Are, so like, that's, that, that's not even like necessarily true. It could be true or it may not be true. That's like, that's a rumor, you know, but Eric B is the offensive coordinator for the team that has hosted the AFC championship game five years in a row with, uh, one of the more impressive offenses consistently for the entire duration of those five years. So, you know, <laughs> he's, uh, he's more proven than anybody else. We're going to interview period. There's no one else who's as proven as him, not to say yeah. we know whether he's calling the plays or not. I'm just saying like he, his involvement at that level with that team, with that offense and that quarterback is you can't dispute that that's been his job for five years. So, um, I don't know. Like, and whether or not they're his play, he is physically calling the plays. I mean, there is video of him on the sideline with a headset on relaying the play to Patrick Mahomes. If that's his own idea and the own play, his own play that he's calling, or if Andy Reid's telling him to call it and he's the middleman, that's up for a debate. But like, again, he has seen a successful game plan, has, you know, communicated that successful game plan to a quarterback and has watched them execute it. Right. So. And yeah, and just yeah. like even the fact that he, he, whether it's like a collaborative thing with Andy Reid or whatever it is, the fact that he's been around Andy Reid like that and help execute that game plan for that consistent duration of time, to me, it's like okay, if if we can get that guy, I want that guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in. I'm in. And I, he, I'm, I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, I am. I mean, I would be okay with that 100. And I think another thing too is, you know, Andy Reid has his style of offense. He has he probably puts kind of like brackets on what the enemy calls if he does call the game or whatnot. And I mean, like you said, I mean, I've seen him you know, with calling relay and things. And so regardless, he's part of what's going on. And he was also a running back. So he also understands the approach to the run game. Andy Reid, his philosophy on offense could be kind of hindering be enemies you know maybe ideas of adding a run game twist to it so maybe i mean there could be a lot in there if they've met with him and talked to him and he's like okay this is what a wrinkle that i would do to this offense he's already got the passing concepts down and the route combos and all that that we've all had issues with and seen with greg roman now he can probably have more of an aspect of the run game with his experiences as of being a running back and if you're to believe reports that Lamar does not want to run as much. And again, I have no, you know, those, those come from less than trustworthy sources, but that he wants to take like the Russell Wilson approach to, I can run when I need to, but I don't really want to like Patrick Mahomes is very mobile in the pocket, but is not running the ball a ton. And I feel like that Eric Bannemi's offense, if he's going to model it after what Andy Reid has done, that, that fits like that just seems to be kind of the, the no brainer pick for Lamar is that he wants to work with Eric Bieniemy, and I'm I'm okay with that. If that's Lamar's guy, then that's fine. Again, I'm I'm a I'm a Kubiak guy. Like that's that's who I would really want. But I'm not the quarterback. I'm not Lamar Jackson. I'm not playing for the team. Well, and we have a better offensive line than the Chiefs have too. So you know, yeah, that number fifty-seven guy for the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know who the <laughs> fuck he is, but he's fucking terrible. Got some big old like, teams. Yeah, he's getting fucking beat left and right. All right, and speaking know. of speaking of him, we can ask this question now. Who won that trade? Because we got Owe versus Orlando got, Brown. I, I feel like the Chiefs won because they got Nick Bolton, and he was the yeah, that's true. That yeah, trade. he was. He, that, he's yeah, he's yeah. been the best. He's been the best player involved in that trade. So I feel like the Chiefs got to get the win there, but not by again. Kind of like how the uh, Vikings might have won the the Diggs trade because they they kind of lucked into Justin Jefferson. Like the Chiefs have lucked into Nick Bolton. And who knows? Maybe Oway next year is a uh, a new man. Exactly. My biggest fear. If my Oway fear comes of, out next next year and puts up ten sacks, then you know who knows. My biggest fear with Oway is that we're going to decline his fifth year option. He's going to get seventeen sacks that year, and he's going to go get like forty million dollars a year from you know forty million dollars guaranteed over you know a year for some other fucking team because that just seems to be the Ravens' uh, pass rushers work. Yeah, he'll go to fucking New England. Yeah, go to New England and you know rack up sacks. Although Adalis Thomas ruined New England, so uh, I'm I'm a big fan of him getting paid there. Oh, yeah. we didn't even touch on, um, you know, fucking fifth best quarterback of all time retiring. Oh, I have TB12. He did. He did retire today. I mean, we'll see. First Can of we, all, does he actually I, retire? If I remember that's, that's right, 
It was February first. Remember last right? Year. It was yeah. It was literally this day last year where he said he's retiring. Then he went through forty days and forty nights and watched that Josh Hartnett movie and decided, nah, fuck that, come back to play. So we'll see. We'll, we'll I find see it on that. I, I find it very interesting that Tom Brady retired today, and then news came out that Brock Purdy wasn't going to play next year. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tom Brady. The story has been told by Chris Berman at least seven hundred and forty-five times that he was at um, Candlestick Park for the catch. So does Tom Brady go home and you know play for the 49ers for a year? I can see that. It, it, it's setting up for that. If he actually retires, um, there, you know, I, I think his ball washing on Twitter is getting to be too much for me. Well, for somebody that I've, I've actively hated for, you know, the majority so, of my life. So he also, in a sense, like, you know, here's my thing on it. He retired last year and came out of retirement. And his marriage was on the rocks because of football. Now his marriage is fucked. So what? Like he would definitely come back now, right? Like if he, I mean, he's no, not do even, whatever he wants. Yeah. Fox is still going to pay him, so it's not you know he's still got three hundred seventy-five million dollars over ten years uh, from Fox, regardless of when that that clock starts. It's not like they're going to pull that contract out from under him, and he'll be worse than Romo at that. For the record, um, Tom Brady is probably the weirdest fucking human being alive, and he's going to be fucking <laughs> awful in the booth, but. Him and his fucking witch doctor, Alex Guerrero, you know, fucking I sell cancer juice and get sued for it. But that's a, probably a whole nother discussion for another day. I could do hours on Alex Guerrero and the shitty things that he's done in his life. But I don't know. I think I, I'm just I'm getting sick of seeing that. Oh, you know, fucking like they act like Tom Brady died, like he retired from football. He's 45 well, you saw that you saw that clip of the one guy who said, like, uh, you know, you remember where you were when JFK was assassinated or, or when 9-11 happened. And I'm going to remember where I was when I heard Tom Brady retired. And he still was didn't thank him. 100% serious. Fans. Yeah. Still never thank Patriots fans. Just want to throw that one out there. That is, that is, that is the hot button issue here right now is that, uh, does Tom Brady hate New England or would he come back for a year? Clearly he lives, not. He yeah. I don't know. Again, like he's that obsessed with himself that I could maybe see it. Can I see that happening? I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to point out that I, I hate Tom Brady and he can go fuck himself. And I don't care that he retired. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna continue he's gonna continue to ruin my Sundays because I'm gonna have to watch his dumbass in the booth regardless. So yeah, he and Kevin Burkhart. Although I like Kevin Burkhart's play by play, they should just keep him and Greg Olson together though instead of Brady. You know, like, Greg Olson is so fucking boring. Greg Olson sucks. He's <laughs> so fucking fair. Greg Greg Olson is fine at breaking down X's and O's, but he's so fucking boring. And then Tony yeah. Romo is like a fucking dumbass kid with ADD just shouting all the time. Hey, there was a point during the game where they were talking about some show about i don't know something in catch fire or whatever during the show like it was it was something that was coming up after the game and tony romo tried to spin that into a well yeah jim but somebody's gonna get fired if they fuck up this play it's like dude just shut the fuck up for five seconds stop fucking screaming I couldn't oh. get over the fact that he would not get Joe Burrow's dick out of his mouth the whole fucking time. Oh, my God. If he said one more time, oh, we're in great shape for the next 10 to 15 years with these guys. Tony, fuck off. We get it. They're young. Like It's, it's okay. We understand. I just I, I can't stand him, and Brady's going to be worse in the booth. Greg Olson sucks. Like, just give me Kevin Harlan. That's, that's really all I want. Kevin Harlan should just call all NFL games. Agreed, but who's his, pe- who's his running mate? Because – you can't have one without the other unless you're going to have Kevin Harlan break down the play at the same time. Why not? Just fucking Harlan cast. Instead of having, yeah, Scott, Hansen, instead, instead of having Scott Hansen do red zone, you should just do uh, Kevin Harlan, you know, eight, eight games. And just Why not? Like he's, he's probably the best play-by-play announcer in all of sports right now just because he does football really well. And then you watch him on the NBA on TNT. He was better than the late stages of Marv Albert. At that stage, so I mean, yeah, if Kevin I watch it, if I watch him or Gus Johnson, I could watch him or Gus Johnson call like a, a D three women's basketball game, and I'd get fucking hyped up watching that. I feel bad for Gus Johnson though. They actually tried to make him commentate MMA like what fifteen years ago or some shit. Yeah, he wasn't trying really to make. That. Yeah, he wasn't. He, he, wasn't that. he was put in a tough spot. That, that's all I can say about that. The fucking one of the better ones. I think he was doing the Texans and the Raiders. Back when he still worked for CBS, Arian Foster got benched for the first quarter. Then he second quarter comes in, he breaks off a run. He's like, Foster, down the sideline. 
Foster still running. Coach, put me in the game. Oh. Good time. Oh, speaking of Arian Foster, if I see any more tweets of quote tweeting that fucking mapper ghosting, it, it's scripted. Yeah. If you fucking people keep tweeting the X player on this date where something bad happened after he sees the script with some reaction gif, like I'm gonna start fighting people from the internet. It's not yeah, funny it's, anymore. It's not funny. Nah, it was co- funny the first. If, we, the if first Lee Evans would have read, if Lee Evans would have read the script before. <laughs> I, le- I legitimately laughed at one of them, and it was the um, Ray Lewis after he gets the script from February of 1999 or 2000 or whatever, and it was the guy on the fucking bike <laughs> with the sword. I was like, damn it. All right. Yep. I was like, all right, that's funny. And then I that's just saw uh, Aaron Hernandez oh, when he gets the oh, 2008 oh. offseason script. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I just, I need to get that out there. I public service announcement. I'm going to start fucking murdering people from Twitter if they keep doing this shit. That's right. Yeah. Fuck off. Yep. Stop being yeah. one of the cool kids. Do what yeah, Jake giving, does and I'm, just fucking. I'm giving you the. I'm giving you the script and pass for life. by. Giving you a script for life. Okay. Do, that, do that shit. Do that shit, and your life's gonna end. Occasionally, like tweets, but nothing more than that. Because don't be some basic ass bitch. That's not how much I can tell you. But anywho, that's gonna do it for this week's installment. We will be back to discuss more things for the, for the off season and perhaps touch on the Super Bowl as it's coming. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Another thing before we sign off, 30 for 30 of the 2000 Ravens is airing on Sunday, so there's that to watch. But meanwhile... See ya! There you go. Zone 32. 32.